Coming up, SeaWorld finally responds to the Blackfish controversy. Epcot and Disney Hollywood Studios eliminate paper fast passes for good. And a father throws his two-year-old child off of a balcony at a Kissimmee hotel. Plus, our segment this week includes things to keep in mind when planning your next Walt Disney World vacation, which probably includes not throwing your children off balconies. All that plus roundtable rapid fire coming up. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode number 671 for the week of January 21st, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is sponsored by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. When booking your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, Dreams Unlimited Travel can get you a shipboard credit up to $1,000. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, <laughs> Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, and back in the production of... <laughs> Back in the production nook, our producer Dustin West, along with associate producers Sean Thompson and Craig Williams. Well, it is nice to be back. I uh, sorry I missed last week, but y'all had a good show, so that was nice. And uh, it's always nice to be back, though. Um, oh, oh, my phone. Sorry. Um, let me put that put that away. A uh, couple things in housekeeping. Want to remind everyone about the Disneyland version of the Diz Unplug that goes up every Thursday. Uh, this week, uh, Michael Bowling celebrates the 20th anniversary of Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, and the Diz uh, team helps uh, Dizzer Lisa Kramer with some of her last-minute advice for her upcoming Disneyland trip. I think that's really cool. They're, they're doing that all the time now. Yeah. They're um, you know helping people, like individual people, plan their trips. So they're you know picking somebody and... You know, like kind of working with them through the whole process, kind of like they did that with Leah Zanola, mm-hmm. our, uh, our senior editor on the Diz. They're givers. They are givers. They're wonderful. And uh, all new equipment. So those of you who have not listened to that show or stopped listening to that show because you did not like the sound quality, uh, I think you're going to find the sound quality is fantastic. Much better, yeah. Now. So uh, we've gotten them all new equipment, and uh, they sound they sound terrific. So please check them out Thursdays. Uh, disunplugged.com where you can find our show and their show along with show notes of everything we discuss in the show uh, the other thing I want to mention are uh, just pushing some of the upcoming meets uh, the Diz meets that are going on around the country this year for uh, to raise money for Give Kids the World we have the North Texas meet which I believe is Fort Worth on March 22nd the New Jersey meet uh, which registration is about to open uh, any day now uh, for that uh, April 25th through the 27th the uh, Hershey Park in Harrisburg, Chocolate Pennsylvania, uh, June 13th through the 15th. Very happy to announce that the dates have been set for the next Nova Scotia meet, August 8th through the 10th. And I'm really encouraging, I encourage all of you to try and make as many of these meets as you can, but I would love to see some people make a concerted effort to come on up to Nova Scotia for that meet and uh, check out Halifax and... It was incredible. Really, you will be amazed at, at, how, at how beautiful it is. And, of course, the uh, uh, ever-present New England meet, uh, October 3rd through the 5th. 
and there will be an Indiana meet mm-hmm. uh, this year. I just don't know if we have September sometime. If we have the exact dates yet, but um, we'll have the meet in Indiana, and I think I'm hoping Delaware. Delaware's a go. Okay, it's uh, not on my list. Oh. Why isn't it on my list? I don't know. Who gets fired? List. <laughs> I think it's uh, first weekend. People first weekend in November. We people. We can. We can. There's a nasty woman at Publix. I should fire her. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Get me Patrick. Get me Patrick. Get me Patrick. I have Patrick. Good Lord. So, very excited about those meets. So we're going to try and make as many of them as we can. Um, and uh, well, I plan to make on. I plan on making all of them. I don't know about the rest of these people, but I'm going to try and be at every one of these. So, but uh, that's also going to be up to my surgeon, um, which we got to get that rescheduled. I just don't want to have the surgery done. <laughs> I just don't want to have it done. Your back surgery? Yeah. I have an aunt as we speak in back (laughs) surgery right now on her lower back. So I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. I'll base it on that. (laughs) I'll base it on that. But um, all right. So that's all I have for housekeeping. Anybody else? I do. Okay. I still have a couple of seats left on July and a couple of seats (laughs) left uh, for Italy in September if you're interested in joining us on one of this year's Backstage Magic Adventures. We're getting very close to the February trip, so it's going to be harder and harder to get somebody on that. But uh, there are a couple of spaces left in July due to a cancellation and a couple of spaces left in Italy. Come travel with us. Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. Kevin is like Major League camera right right now. Yeah, yeah. Scoot this way a little bit. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Look, I turned into pee. Oh, uh, yeah, really? <laughs> so far. No, that's okay. all it took. <laughs> Let's just go a little to the right. Just a step to the right. Back up, back up. All right, anything else for housekeeping? Uh, I'll go. Um, Gregory? If you, if you guys didn't see, last week, uh, Sean and I posted a video doing a universal news show. Um, so far, a lot of people have been writing in a lot of good comments. Unbelievable and response to that. It is. And I just want to urge anyone who's taken the time to watch it, uh, if any feedback you have at all, make sure you comment. Let us know what we're doing right. What Tell we're us doing how wrong. hilarious we all are. I have a comment. Can I comment? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? I have never seen you smile so much as you <laughs> smiled in that show. It just made me happy. You were oh. just, you just seemed so happy. I, t- no comment. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You just seemed very comfortable doing it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was great. Awesome. You guys yeah. did a great job, and uh, I love the response it's getting. It's been yeah. very well received, and uh, really happy about that. Yeah, so I am too. Just if anyone has any more feedback for us, any comments, what we can improve, what you want to see from it, let us know, and we'll try to handle it. All right. Thanks. Awesome. Anything else? All right, then we'll turn it over to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story. Disney sales executive to retire. Ed Fouché, a senior vice president of travel industry sales for Disney Parks and Resorts, is retiring this month. Fouché leads sales efforts for the Disney World and Disneyland Parks, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, and the Alani Resort in Hawaii. (laughs) He's been with Disney for nearly 25 years. He currently serves on the... (laughs) Sorry, I've been dying to do that for weeks. My back scratcher. Sorry. Uh, he, ser- he currently serves on the board of directors for Visit Florida, the state's tourism marketing organization. Fouché has served two terms as chairman of Visit Florida. Florida Governor Rick Scott recently presented Fouché in a Business Ambassador Award, which is given to standouts who have significantly impacted the industry they represent. Well, 
You know, uh, John and I both uh, both know Ed Fouché uh, through our work with uh, Dreams Unlimited. Ed is uh, um, Ed's a, a big deal in Walt Disney Travel. He reports directly to Randy Garfield, who runs uh, Walt Disney Travel Company, and uh, he's he's been a great guy to work with. I didn't realize that um, he was a Vietnam vet. I didn't know that. He served uh, four years in the Navy wow. in Vietnam. Wow. Um, so a hero. On we top know, of it all. We had heard that Ed was going to retire soon. I mean, he's been with the company for many years. Um, just as a weird side note, he did something really cute. I don't know, you go on DisneyTravelAgents.com. Mm-hmm. He did a series with his uh, granddaughter. Yeah, when the fantasy was doing fantasy the repositioning was from really Europe, cute. he did uh, yeah, did some, some really cool stuff uh, with his grandkids uh, as he was coming over on the, on the fantasy. He's a really, really nice guy. And, you know, um, you know what that means to you guys is... Uh, you know, Ed's part of the team that puts together, uh, like, free dining um, and the packages that everybody goes nuts for um, and the the kind of uh, work they've done uh, at Walt Disney Travel to turn it around in the last 20 years has been nothing short of amazing. So uh, it's a big loss uh, to those of us in the industry that Ed is leaving. But, you know, fortunately, there's good people around him that uh, remain and... Uh, you know, he's done his 30 years. He's done his 30 years in the industry yeah. and, uh, you know, time for him to relax. So wish him the best of luck. I agree. All right. Our second news story. Two-year-old thrown from motel balcony near Disney. A two-year-old boy who was allegedly thrown from a second-floor motel balcony in Kissimmee, Florida, has been released from Arnold Palmer Hospital. The child suffered a fractured right arm, fractured right orbital, abrasions on his abdomen, and a large bump on his head. Okay, can can we all get in the page with on the same page with one thing <laughs> that if this isn't a capital crime and this guy shouldn't have something injected into his veins to kill him, I don't know who should. Can we just throw him off a 20-story building? He's not been released, right? The father's still <laughs> in jail, right? The boy's father, 41-year-old Juan Pablo Maria de Go. Oh, the bachelor. He's the bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> what? We... <No. laughs> <laughs> We all thought it. Is accused of throwing his son 25 feet forward into the parking lot off the 12 foot balcony so he, at the budget end. So he didn't just throw him mm-hmm. off the balcony, he, he threw him. Yeah. yeah he he okay. him. Did he have a reason, he said? Or, I mean, there is no reason, but. I don't have his cell phone, cell yeah. phone number, so I can't ask him. He's trying to set off car alarms. No, he was frustrated. With the, he admitted he yeah. was frustrated with the baby. The mother went to work. He was watching the kid. She normally has a sitter. And she didn't have a sitter, so, you know, this person trash um, was oh watching his kid, and I guess he got frustrated with the baby, so he, like a football, threw this child off a balcony. What's, there is nothing the law can do to this man that's going to be justifiable, in my eyes. No. Uh, to justify what he did. Uh, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's horrible. I'm just so sick of reading stories about children being hurt by people that are supposed to care about them and love them. No. All right. Uh, not a lot of humor in this story. The no, there's the not. Only, the only bright spot is that he, he also lived. fell off the same balcony himself. Yeah, well. At the same time, like when he was hurling the baby? They or? don't say if it's at the same time, but it said he also, he was hospitalized because he fell off the same balcony. Right. Good. He was released from the hospital, and he's booked into Osceola County. Well, that's when, that's when you can forgive a nurse that accidentally puts bleach in a syringe and injects it into his IV. Ugh. Unbelievable. Didn't know we were going there. 
Yeah. All right. Okay. Does anybody disagree with me? I, I Would anybody really just, have a problem with that? It's a horrible, horrible story. I think I believe with Julie. I believe in an eye for an eye. And I would gladly volunteer to hurl him off a balcony. Yeah, I guess some really big oh, giant be a person line. to hurl him off the balcony. There'd be a line of people. And I would even be nice. I wouldn't have to do it at the budget inn. <laughs> I could you afford take a nicer nice. hotel. Yeah. High, yeah. nicer balcony? Yeah. Like a nice high floor? I could. Oh, yeah. Animal Kingdom. Yeah, that's just <laughs> unbelievable. Thank God the child's all right. Right. Thank God the child's all right. Now, if she ends up going back to this jackass then she deserves to be thrown off a balcony next. Yeah, one of the interesting parts about this story is that the police actually forced her to watch. There was uh, video surveillance <gasps> of the incident. So oh. They have him on tape doing this. They forced her to watch him do it so that she understood. <laughs> that it really happened. That it really happened and the severity of it. Yeah. Not just, oh, he's a good guy. And, it was an accident. Oh, there's right, no it's... way on this earth that my husband hurled my child off a balcony that I could say he was a good man. Right. Oh. She didn't say that though, did she? No, but I'm just saying. He's oh, just saying, right. like you know, what if she? Didn't so it's see not the bachelor; it's some other dude with the same name. I don't know who the bachelor is, but it just okay. it seems like his name is Juan Pablo. Might have a similar name. Okay, that mm. was sad. Well, okay, just something happy. You have more news? I do have more. Do you news. have any more death and destruction? I there's no more death. And de- well, maybe later. Well, <laughs> to some people, this next story is is not is not a, not a happy story. But. Disney Hollywood Studios and Epcot doing away with paper fast passes. Uh, sooner than expected, Disney Hollywood Studios, excuse me, and Epcot will be completely done using paper fast passes uh, January 21st for Hollywood Studios and January 23rd for Epcot. Disney's Animal Kingdom made the move last month, and the Magic Kingdom just became paperless last week. The process will be the same at the la- at the last two parks, with on-site resort guests being able to make fast pass plus reservations ahead of time and off-site guests utilizing kiosks once they enter the parks. <laughs> the difference for these two parks will be this, that there's the tier system separating the attractions into groups. Uh, and these tier systems have already been in place for resort guests. So you can, at Epcot, you get one fast pass for either Test Track, a character spot, Soren Maelstrom Illuminations, or you can get pick two from Spaceship Earth, Living with the Land, Captain EO, Journey into Imagination, uh, The Seas with Nemo, Turtle Talk with Crush, and Mission Space. And there's a similar list for Hollywood Studios. Um, I just want to go by what Kathy Whirling has been reporting. She's been in the parks, and she's been really testing this out and doing stuff. And she says she's been going in and having no problem getting fast passes when she goes to those kiosks. She's, She's tried it. She's tried difficult ones. Um, she said, you know, what she's finding is that they're usually later in the day. When she goes, the fast pass is always for later in the day. And like most people, you know, she's frustrated with the fact that you can only get them for that park. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of once you've I think picked a that, park, you can't park up. I think that's something that's eventually going to change. I think right now for the, for, the, for the initial implementation, they're having to do it this way. But I think, with the, especially with the number of complaints they're getting about not being able to get fast passes in multiple parks at some point in time i think that's gonna that's gonna end up changing but you know a lot of people you know people on the boards not big fans of this stuff they're not happy they're not happy i'm seeing more than i've ever seen in the almost 17 years that i've had dis boards the there's a constant refrain in threads of i don't know if i'm going to go back 
I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it again because it was it was too much. It, it's gotten to a point where you have to do so much planning in order to really get the most out of your trip. It's getting overwhelming even for hardcore fans. We had a, a very high dollar client <clears throat> cancel their trip. Totally frustrated with the process. Uh, shared some very smart thoughts. Put it very well into words. I forwarded it off to Disney management for them to see, and. Basically, their answer was, well, that's just too bad. So I said, you know, this is what you're doing, is that you're alienating a whole group of people who are getting frustrated by the system, who don't want to have to go through all this to plan. On the flip side of that, some people love it. Some people think it's the best thing in the world to sit down with that computer screen and pick their fast passes and pick their meals and get it all intertwined. So, you know, I don't know if it's a a no-win situation. Some people are very happy because now they don't have to get in the park and run right. to get their fast passes. They can yeah. go to that kiosk. Right. And as long as they're available to the day guests, that works well. well. What happens if they run out, you know? I, I think they're happy right now with the whole planning idea and but once everything's implemented, the main issue is gonna be they have three fast passes, one for a good ride and then two for just any other ride that they would probably wait standby for. But because everyone else is planning ahead and getting fast passes for these smaller rides, they're not going to have that short 10-minute wait for Pirates anymore because now fast pass is attached to that. So you're going to have a standby line and a fast pass line slowing things down as well. That's too. what we've been and hearing. And Pirates is one of, the, one of the attractions we've heard reports of you know ridiculous lines that yep. were never there before. Right. Same with Mansion. Mansion was at uh, – I know this past weekend it was a holiday <laughs> – but uh, it was still sixty minutes. Yeah, you just unheard of. These these yeah. old these old uh, older attractions are load and are designed to not have fast pass. Now it makes sense for the. I've, I've been saying this forever. It makes sense for the attractions that were built with fast pass in mind to have fast pass. But putting it in Pirates or Haunted Mansion just yeah. it, it bogs it down a little bit. But I understand why they're doing it. They have to have a, a huge library of fast pass plus attractions to, right. to be able to accommodate to these people with the kiosks. You know. Bummer. Yeah. I have to tell you, I haven't used a Fast Pass Plus. I haven't had a Magic Band. I haven't done it. However, I can tell you now that if it was my first trip to the park, it would turn me off. I'm, I'm got several trips going this year, and I haven't put this level of planning into any of them other than making the big plans. How do I get there? How do I pay for it? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I am going to Italy in September, and I don't have... I can't imagine picking the restaurants I wanted to go to in each city. Well... I just can't. It's not an app, but it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. I mean, it, you know, Disney World, based on just how it's set up, is always required. If you really want to get the most out of your money, um, you really do have to... You really do have to pay attention to attractions and lines and things like that, more so than you would... And I mean, I think you have a lot more flexibility when going to someplace like Florence or, okay, or then Rome. Maybe I should, should just step back and say this level of planning would turn me off. Turn you off. Um, and I think that's what's happening with a lot of people. That's what's happening with some hardcore trip planners, people who have loved planning their trips and going into that level of detail. You know, we're seeing we're seeing commentary of saying, I, I just don't know if it's worth it now. But, but also on the other side, we're also hearing people say, I love this. So it's not, you know, everybody hates it. But a lot of people are frustrated. I think a lot of people are frustrated because they don't fully understand it. Um, that it's a lot of things that are changing, you know, right now with this every month. Something new is coming in or something else is altering. And so it really does require, as they go through their tweak and adjust, 
it requires people to really kind of keep up. And and for somebody, you know, for somebody who's not a hardcore Disney fan who just wants to take their kids to Disney World, um, are you, you know, they're like, are you kidding? They've got a, I feel bad for him because the refrain I keep hearing is, "Oh, this is going to be great when it's done." <coughs> Except for one thing, there are people who are coming now who might not come back when it's done. Yeah. So it's one of those things that yeah, it's great when it's done. I just I see it as a problem now. I told the story before. I'll tell it again. We were standing in line at guest services, and they had to have a cast member at every kiosk to explain it to people. Not everybody is young enough that they are computer and tech savvy. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of people out there who aren't, and I think it's it's got to be an expensive proposition because what you're doing is you're teaching people who might not never eat it again. It's not like once we teach these people, it will be done. There's always going to be people who are not. Tech savvy, right. so future generations right. will benefit I, from all I, this. In my opinion, it re, it seems to remain expensive for quite a while. Yeah, I would like to see during the height of the summer when everything is in place now, fast pace in place, and all the resorts have been turned over. Someone try to do a trip where they haven't <coughs> planned in advance. Someone try to go and you know just book your just hotel see what and happens, go and yeah. see what happens. You wander is around. Is it still to possible it? to do that? And you know what? Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it's still a possibility. People can go and not have dinner reservations and not have res- uh, uh, or ride not be overwhelmed by it all when you get there. Yeah. You know. I understand that this isn't complete and this isn't finished and this isn't that the things aren't worked out. However, there are people who are traveling now who are forced to use something that's not working at 100%. But I'm going to say this, though. The people who are the Uber planners, the people who love the plan, think this is fantastic. Love that. Love walking around the park with their app in their hand and looking at all the stuff as it goes Well, haven't we always been told that those people are the smaller part of this? That's why there's no loyalty program? That the people who are repeat guests are not the big money. Mm-hmm. It's the random day guest and the people, you know, the people who just show up. And I think to myself, okay, the Uber planners are going to think it's great. What if you turn off the other people? I mean, we've always been told that the, the, the diehard Disney fan is not the big money in any park. They are, that goes to the people who show up blow their entire budget on one trip, not the people who show up with a, you know, an annual pass and buy a Diet Coke and go on all the rides. Right. It's that's why Disney, we've always heard the same story. That's why Disney does Yeah, but a lot of the respond. Uber fans, a lot of the Uber fans don't live here, so they are spending in the hotels and they are buying the merchandise but you know I mean. and things like that, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. So, all right. I think it's going to be a matter of seeing where it all fleshes out in the end and what really happens. Yeah. You know? All right. So I have one more news story. This was uh, sent to me right before we started the show. And I'm going to do the best I can. I haven't had a chance to review it and read it. So bear with me if I make mistakes. So it's also very tiny. <laughs> SeaWorld unveils truth about Blackfish website. Is that a picture of Dustin? <laughs> No, it's right. the guy that was on the website. We have no pictures, so Dustin's just going to use his face from now on. <laughs> SeaWorld has finally released a website stating their facts and opinions about the documentary Blackfish. The website breaks down various points of the films and offers answers to SeaWorld's proposed inaccuracies. Some topics that are covered on the website are, quote, Blackfish employs false and emotionally manipulative sequences concerning the collection and separation of killer whales. Um, 
The film depicts a killer whale collection in Washington State that occurred 40 years ago, according to SeaWorld. Uh, it leaves viewers with um, three false impressions. One, that SeaWorld continues to collect whales from the wild to this day. Two, that Tillycom himself was collected by SeaWorld. And two, that the collections done four decades ago were illegal. None of this is true, according to SeaWorld. Quote, the film release relies on former SeaWorld employees, most of whom have been, who have little experience with killer whales, and others who have worked at SeaWorld in nearly, who haven't worked at SeaWorld in nearly 20 years. Uh, the film relies on animal rights activists masquerading as scientists. This was the point that I thought was really interesting, is that, you know, look, I mean, anybody who takes a step back can tell that there's an agenda to blackfish, no question. Um, but that people they were putting forward as scientists in this, they were in fact not scientists. They're animal that, rights activists. But is that true? Is that something that this is what the SeaWorld is saying? Is what you're saying. Okay. This Do you know a, what swayed me? Don Bran- Branchow's family came out and said it's not true. The there you go. Of the, uh, of the and this is the this is the trainer that was killed. Don Branchow. They the have said was that the movie Tillicum. is just completely misguided. And I think to myself, their agenda could turn. They lost their daughter. But they said she did exactly what she loved, and she thought they were doing a great job. And if Dawn Branchow's family comes out and says this is all bull. Which, which is what I was saying a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this. And uh, was funny. One of the comments that we got on that show on YouTube was that uh, I'm, I'm uh, defending SeaWorld because I sell their tickets. I have no financial relationship whatsoever with SeaWorld. None. Zero. I make no money off SeaWorld at all. I don't fact, sell their parks. I don't sell their hotel. All yeah. last year. You know, we have an advertiser on the site who sells tickets, and some of their tickets are SeaWorld, but I don't make anything from that. So, no, no. I, I have no financial relationship with SeaWorld whatsoever. I think this is an unfair pylon. I think there's an argument to be made about animals in captivity, and I'm not qualified enough to make that argument. But what's being done now is, as I said a few weeks ago, is totally undermining the professionalism and compassion that the people who work at this park have for these animals and the way they care for them. And, you know, it's and I'm glad, you know, I I said a couple of weeks ago that, you know, SeaWorld needs better PR people to respond to this. And I was glad to see this. I think it's a little late. I think it's a little late in the game. But it's well done. It is well done. It is well done. But. The problem is, is that the movie got, got had time to get traction before SeaWorld came out and aggressively responded to it. Where they're pointing out, you know, they 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 show this clip from Blackfish where this quote unquote trainer is talking about how she had no experience at all, and they just threw her into the pool, and uh, you know, made her ride on on a whale and all this other stuff, and they're showing this video while she's talking, and then it cuts. And this woman comes on and says, uh, that wasn't her. That was me in that video. And I can tell you that I had years of training before I ever got into that pool with that, with that whale. Um, and the woman that was in the video had never ridden a whale, had never worked with killer whales. But they were, she was, she was an, a former SeaWorld employee, and they were putting her forward as though she was... She was this trainer that had no experience, and they just threw her, just stuff like that. 
Got to take that into account, too. Got to take that into account, too. There's an agenda in that movie. And I'm not saying that the points are wrong, per se. But when you have to manipulate it the way they manipulated it, I don't know. Then, obviously, your argument isn't that good if it has to be manipulated like that. The other thing that bothers me is that you don't hear this outcry over <coughs> anything else. This seemed to be the cause celeb. It is. And it's, you know, okay, well, who was it? The uh, Bare Naked Ladies canceled. I think that was, you know, kind of a quick reaction. Well, they said, we haven't seen the documentary. We haven't done any research. But because of this online petition, we've decided to cancel our appearance. Other celebrities have canceled and said they understand the the position and they they've made that clear as to why they canceled their appearances at SeaWorld. But for you to just say, listen, I'm not going to do it or I'm not going to go. <coughs> if animals in captivity are your your basis, why are we not protesting any zoo? You know, and I, I keep hearing the same thing. Well, this is because whales aren't supposed to be kept in a small tank. Well, lions aren't supposed to be kept in a cage. Right. And gorillas aren't supposed to be kept in a cage. So, I mean, I can... I said we had this talk years ago, and I said I could argue either side. Right, exactly. I can see, I can see right. the argument. I'm not, I'm not dismissing the captivity argument. I'm not. I can see both sides of it. But what's going on here is an agenda is being pushed right. um, by a lot of ultra left wing tree hugging hippies. Let's just call it what it is, and that's what I think is going on with that. These are animal rights activists that are on the fringe. Of the, of the movement that have put this together and are putting this forward and there's an agenda. And I'm glad that SeaWorld finally responded to it. Unfortunately for them, I think it's too late. But we'll see. Because they're hurting from this. This has, had, this has had a bad, bad impact on them. Their gate's hurting. Their sales are hurting. Their PR is hurting. This took a big chunk out of them and they weren't prepared for it. And this, they, it was an awful lot of time now that this, has had, that this, that this movie has had to gain traction before they came out and responded with this. And this is a great response, and I encourage everybody to go look at the other side of this argument. Go look at the other side of this argument. Um, But, and again, I have no relationship with C. I can't get SeaWorld to return my phone calls, okay? So I have no relationship with these people, none whatsoever. I'm a fan of their park. I like their park. I've done backstage tours. I've talked to some of their trainers. I've talked to people who've worked there. I've seen the kind of work they do in animal rescue. And I'm having a really hard time Balancing what I saw in that film based on what I know from what I've seen and experienced myself in their parks. Something is amiss. And what they're, what SeaWorld is saying on this website kind of helps put the pieces together a little bit more for me. That this is an animal rights, a, a fringe animal right activist group looking to promote an agenda. And, and doing it unfairly and using emotionally manipulative tactics to do it. And in some cases downright lying. And I'd like to see the producer's response to that. You know, and where are these people? Where's, you know, okay, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it, but there are a lot of other places that real crimes against animals are being committed. Have you heard about Japan? Yes, this is exactly where I was going to go. That 250 dolphins just got slaughtered uh, in Japan. And this goes on all the time. And, you know, let's, let's, let's look at that. Let's look at places where real animal cruelty is going on. And let's put it there. Let's have bare naked ladies do something about that. Let's have Hart do something about that. Instead of getting on the cause celeb and piling on SeaWorld, let's go where animals are actually being abused and murdered, where there is a wholesale slaughter of these animals taking place. Let's, let's focus on that. 
That's where the energy should be going right now. Not to whether or not a killer whale should be in a, a, a protected environment with, with hundreds of trained professionals caring for it every day. Sorry. There's your rant for the week. I'm with you. Okay. All right. Next. Let's go back to that baby-throwing story. <laughs> seemed a little bit lighter, didn't it? That's it for the news. All right, John. Thanks very Someone much. Someone has posted, let's talk about the real manipulator. It's Sarah McLaughlin in that dog commercial. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't even go there. That's so horrible. I got me to donate. That, uh, you know, got me to donate. John just screams, "Don't walk! Don't walk!" I, I have to change the channel. I have to mute it. Yeah. It's oh no, so I hard. I break so down. Hard. I break down. But it got me to donate. That was Matt Panella, one of our chatterati who posted that. That's funny stuff. That's funny. All right, we're going to move on to roundtable rapid fire, and we're actually going to start with me because I have a rapid fire this week. Um, this just came out yesterday. I was excited about it. Disney Visa card holders get up to a five hundred dollar resort credit at Disney's Olani in Honolulu. Uh, book a visit to Alani by March 31st using your Disney Visa card and travel between April 23rd and June 16th. If you book a one- or two-bedroom villa, you'll get a $500 resort credit. Book a studio room or a standard hotel room for a $400 resort credit. And, of course, I can't pass up the opportunity to say uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel. be more than happy to help you with your Alani trip. We did some great stuff out at Alani. Last year, we'll have links to that stuff. Also, if you want to learn more about Alani, uh, in our show notes page, disunplugged.com. But, uh, you know, apparently they need uh, they need to boost their spring travel. They do. Can I say a few words about Disney Visa, Disney Chase Visa? Yeah. Um, I got one a couple years ago because our clients use it quite a bit, and I wanted to see what perks were out there and how things worked. If you are a Disney fan, this is something you should have in your arsenal. Um <coughs> You get 10% off of purchases at Walt Disney World. At Disneyland, it's 10% off, 20% off in other places. All of the stores in downtown Disney in uh, Disneyland honor it. So we actually got 20% off at a Build-A-Bear of all places. You bought a Build-A-Bear? What were you building a bear for? I need to know what you were buying. We built That's a, a Santa. Story. <laughs> we walked by and there was a Santa in the window. And John said, let's go in and buy that. It was really cute. Did you give it a heart? John did not understand the whole Build-A-Bear process. And she asked, the, the sales lady asked John if he wanted to have a heart ceremony. Yeah. And I thought... He's he kissed gonna, the heart. He's going to snap. <laughs> did you give him a heart? Then yeah, we, we gave f- him a heart, but at one point I said, can I just buy the Santa and leave? <laughs> then she wanted to know if John wanted to write down his wishes on a wish card yeah. and stick them inside the oh Santa. Oh, my God. I thought he was going to turn blue. Did I want a heart did you give Santa him a sound? or a floppy Santa? Did you give him a sound? Did, was yeah, that I don't know what that means. Then she asked John what he wanted to name him, and John sort of screamed at her. Santa! Santa! <laughs> Did he want boots and glasses? And he just kept looking at me. He goes, did you know this coming in? <laughs> it was, it was that was awesome, Kevin. Oh, my gosh. I love it. A couple more things about the Disney Chase Visa. I just want to point this out. In addition to things like you can get a, a shipboard credit if you mm-hmm. book your cruise with it. Uh, one of the things that I found was if you book your air with your visa and you your uh, airfare with your visa. Assuming to Orlando, you mean? Anywhere. Oh, okay. Anywhere. And you have reward points you can use those reward points dollar for dollar off of the cost of your airfare we booked airfare to vegas and i had something like 175 dollars in reward points and it was very easy all i said was apply this to my airfare and they took it right off my bill 
So this is something I think if you're a Disney fan would really, really be beneficial. You had to said have. Um, you get a shipboard credit when you book with your Disney visa. You had to pay the entire. You had to pay the entire yep. amount with your Disney visa, including the deposit. Yes, everything. Yep. There's a lot of you know restrictions, obviously, but I just think this is something that. If you're a Disney fan, you should look into. All right. Keep in mind that Disney does not allow stacking of discounts. Correct. Just something to keep in mind. All right. All right. John. All right. My rapid fire. Mine is an homage to Corey. Since Corey knew he wasn't going to be here this week, I thought he might read this one. Walt Disney World Speedway to host King's Cup. The Richard Petty driving experience will host the King's Cup on February 21st my birthday at the Walt Disney World Speedway featuring race fans as competitors. Fans will battle head-to-head in stock cars, high-performance carts, and street cars. Richard, Perry, Richard Petty himself will present the winner with the King's Cup. A three-mile high-speed ride-along will be followed by an eight-mile rookie driving experience. Fans will then drive Stratos, high-performance carts, and race head-to-head in street cars. The cost for the special experience is $999. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you want you wow. want to know how many people will pay it? Yeah, believe me. You're getting to meet Richard Petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin, you getting John that for his birthday? John's going to be in California. Otherwise, I'd make him go. Okay. Or seven ninety nine for Richard Petty driving experience rewards members. So if you have like a card with punches in it from the Richard Petty driving experience, apparently <laughs> like it's one punch and you get a free snow cone or something. Yep. And includes lunch, a video of their rookie driving experience, and a photo plaque. Lunch with Richard Petty? It does not say for Richard Petty. Uh, no, that money. Yeah, better be. No. For more information, call 1-800-237-3889, and all of that will be in the show notes page. I awesome. know Richard Petty if it Oh, he's really old and he wears a cowboy hat. He's like real skinny, right? <laughs> That's what real I was saying, skinny cloud. dude. Kind of looks like leather. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, John. Kevin. They're making a musical out of Frozen. It's coming to Broadway. Hooray. Yay. It's in early development. It, uh, that didn't take long. Well, it, that Bobby Lopez wrote the score. And he's terrific. So, yeah. you know. Book of Mormon. Exactly. Um, they expect it. Into your the mic. The movie took in $699 million. It's a huge hit. Yeah. It's event. It's event. Eventually. <laughs> it's eventually going to come to Broadway. This has been kind of uh, given the green light. Awesome. You haven't seen it. I understand from those who have seen it that it's actually kind of written like a Broadway musical already. So it makes sense. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Aladdin opens on Broadway in February. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cool. Thank you, Kevin. Teresa. Um, I don't have one. I had one, but you took it. Oh, the Nova Scotia and Disney. Yeah, so that was quick. I'm done. Wow. That was quick. Why'd you bother coming? Oh, okay. (laughs) Mine is sort of in honor of Corey, too. So (laughs) because mine is all about Mardi Gras Universal this year. Uh, There has been a release for the lineup. There are still some dates that are still to be announced, but... um, as of right now, February 8th, the very first concert is going to be Daughtry, which is very exciting. It's going to be their first time uh, back since, I think, 2007, and Corey and I saw them then. Um, Bare Naked Ladies, February 15th. Uh, February 16th, Thomas Rhett. I don't know. Um, <laughs> February 22nd, Robin Thicke. Ugh. Ugh. Um, <laughs> March 1st, Collective Soul. Hooray. Um, March 8th, Prince Royce. I have no idea who that is. Prince Royce. Friday, March 14th, Cody Simpson. Um, March 15th is Foreigner. That's exciting. Uh, March 21st is still to be announced. We have uh, March 22nd, Gavin DeGraw. And then the 28th and 29th of March are still to be announced. April 5th is Skillet. April 12th is Leonard Skinnerd. Oh, my um, Lord. You talk about 
Didn't know he was still alive. Yeah. yeah really. Honey, he's dead. They just have a new singer. All right. <laughs> what Skillet's going to be here? What is Skillet? Skillet. <laughs> the, you know, eggs and I, bacon. I, at first, I thought it said Skrillex, you know, the yeah. weird oh, yeah. that guy, but I was wrong. Um, <laughs> April 19th is Cool in the Gang. They're always there. May 3rd is Nelly, and May 10th is The Wanted. The rest of the dates are to be announced. Um they also always have musicians that are direct from New Orleans that play over. Which are amazing. They are. They yes. play over in the New Orleans, uh, you know, like a little area where they have set up. It's usually a little stage. Um, so all of these bands, I'm just going to read off their names, not their dates. So they're going to have the Remedy Crew, Soul Project, Rock and Jake, Big Al and the Heavyweights, Daddy Mac Blues Band, the Mississippi Rail Company, the Big Easy Playboys. Dirty Bourbon River Show. Oh, Grace loves them. <laughs> they're good. They are good. Um, John Lisi and Delt Funk, Beth McKee and the Sliders, Gravy, which is my personal favorite name. <laughs> they, they should open up for Skillet. <laughs> Chris O'Leary, T-Bird and the Beaks. No, and the Breaks. <laughs> uh, Grady Champion, Chawa and Naughty Professor. Ooh, so Naughty Professor. it sounds very exciting. I can't the wait to virtual see who's that of the entertainment business. No, that's not. Those are they're all from Louisiana. They're not like famous or anything. Skillet they're just really good Zydeco players. Band, I'm told. Oh, okay. Okay. Naughty but Professor. I think the lineup for like the you know the famous bands that we all know sounds pretty good. So I hope that Do some of those Skillet. I hope some of those to be announced though are going to be you know, big. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I wish they would have Demi again. Demi Lovato. Yeah, she was good. All right, thank you, Julie. Dustin. Yes, yes. Uh, give me a moment. I have multiple things in my hands. Um, so my rap. Wow, what the hell are you doing back there? Yeah, really. Uh, Crank shows. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Uh, so uh, Portofino Bay is going to be uh, hosting Harbor Nights Romantico in February, and it's the starting. Uh, it's the start of their Harbor Nights lineup for the rest of the year, uh, which take place in. Um, when do they take place? Uh, February, March, April, September, October, November, and December. Uh, the first one will be February 7th, and that's uh, 6.30 to 9 p.m. It's $45 online and $55 at the door. It's a wine tasting. Is that per person or per couple? Per person. Yeah, I think that's per person. Uh, it's a wine tasting event that will... Uh, Capture the mood and feeling of the Mediterranean. So you'll have wine, gourmet food, complimentary uh, hand-rolled cigars, and live uh, live jazz We're on the Harbor Piazza. Cancer now? Go I, smoke a cigar. I think. Well, I don't know about all that, but it sounds pretty cool. It sounds like a cool atmosphere, especially out on that piazza. I love that area over there. It's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. But that's uh, February 7th is the first one. You can look for more upcoming dates throughout the year. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. Sean. All right. So first of all, I apologize for my raspy Kathleen Turner voice. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> it's more Bonnie Tyler. Oh, is it Bonnie Tyler? Yeah. I'll take that. Out of the clips of the hood. I've, I've got the complimentary cigars over here. Um, so the the um, HGTV stars that were announced for the uh, Flower and Garden Festival this year, um, and they're really famous people. Uh, March 7th through the 9th, Vern Yip, who is famous. Oh, I love Vern. I, like yeah, Vern is awesome. <laughs> I do like um, no, Chris I do Lampton. I don't know who that is. Chris Lampton, Matt Bla- uh, Blashaw, Matt Munster. I've heard of him. Oh, the Matt Munster. Matt Minster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, April 4th through the 6th, Tanya Nyack. She's the famous one. Uh, 11th through the 13th, Amy Matthews. 18th through the 20th, John Gidding. He's oh. a well known guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dustin. His show. 
faking it over there. <laughs> yeah. April 25th through the 27th, David Bromstad. He's, he won the first design star. He's got the tattoos. He was a former Disney animator. He's pretty well known. Uh, Chip Wade. May 9th through the 11th is to be announced, so it could be Skillet again. <laughs> <laughs> May 16th through the 18th, Allison Victoria. I don't know who that is either. So. Allie knew Vern, to be honest. Oh, if you said David Bromstadt, you would know him. He's yeah. not afraid of color. Yeah, Color, color Splash. Yeah, that's his show. TV. Just want to give a. I just want to give a quick shout out to our friend Scotty, Scotty Tuhati, who just uh, tweeted that he's watching. So, oh. Scotty, <laughs> got to come back on the show. We got to have you. Back oh, where's on the this show. little little man's right behind you there? There he is. <laughs> he doesn't look like that anymore. Scotty Tuhati. <laughs> hey, looks pretty good. No, I mean he looks. Good. I'm saying like not the hair he's looks taller. different. Yeah, he's taller. <laughs> just a little bit taller. Yeah, our own Scotty Tuhati doll. We need to crack the, it open and. Get some no, play time. no, what if it's worth money one yeah, day? Leave that stuff It's more close. valuable on the box. Oh my gosh, yeah. people. I'm thinking of the fun, not the money. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not my 80s Barbies. <laughs> the places I could go with that statement. The places I could go. Sorry, Scotty. Okay. Thank you, Sean. Greg. Oh, I got two. Um, the first is new poster art merchandise is going to be oh, are available. You that? I'm sorry. What was that? I, new poster art merchandise is going to be available. Okay, see it over there. Um, on February, starting uh, January 27th, for like a little bit, you can get like the for railroad like T-shirt online. A couple of days. Um, it's kind of like Disney's been releasing special shirts on their online Disney store uh, that relate to the parks, like over Christmas. They had the uh, Figment and Dreamfinder one that Kathy got, but they've been releasing special stuff there. They're going to have poster art shirts coming out. The first one's the Railroad, then they're going to keep releasing more throughout the year that are different. They're also bringing new poster art merchandise coming to downtown Disney right now where Team Mickey is. Uh, They announced back in November that they were getting rid of Team Mickey and making it kind of a almost like a department store of different Disney merchandise, including... uh, some more kitchenware and uh, like a D-Tech on demand center where you can have cell phones made specially, but that's where it's going to be featured. And actually I was talking to one of the guys that was making the iPhone cases and he said that eventually they're going to try uh, testing out putting your photo pass pass uh, pictures on the iPhone cases. So like if you have oh, a good wow. picture for like in front of the castle or whatever, they can take that and put it on an iPhone case. For that you. would be very cool. Doing this for Disneyland too. They are doing it for Disneyland too. I can get Mr. Toad. Uh, he's not. I don't think he's one of it. They're basing of them off not. the poster. Of course not. Getting well, the shaft, as always. They they released a, a poster oh, art calendar back in like November that sold all throughout Christmas. I think they're all gone at this point, but they're basically just taking the same designs that were there and moving them. But on to my second one, which is more exciting. Um, Destination D and other D23 events were announced for uh, 2014. <coughs> Uh, Destination D is the event that kind of takes place on the opposite years of the expo. And uh, this year they're doing the attraction Rewind in, um, in Disney World. And they're looking at adventures through inner space, um, 20,000 leagues under the sea, and one more attraction that I can't think of off the top of my head. But they're going to bring Imagineering artwork, other pieces of information. Uh, they're going to have a special video um, on each one as well, too kind of similar to the one that we have on our YouTube channel from Journey into Imagination that I shot at the D23 Expo this past year. But, um, yeah, there's a whole different bunch of events. The only one in Disney World, though, is Destination D. The rest are out in D- 
Disneyland in California. All right. Cool. Thank you, Craig. You're welcome. Um, and for our closing segment, I understand we have something different that I'm not privy to know about. So, Dustin, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, I don't really know why I had to <coughs> keep it a secret. Like, these aren't that hard. But it's kind of, uh, in the spirit of our upcoming segment, we're kind of getting back to basics and, and planning and stuff. So I kind of wanted to spark, uh, spark some discussion about what it is that we really like about Disney World and the theme parks and stuff like that. So I do have some... Uh, I have some really basic trivia questions. Oh, okay. I thought I had to top off, you know, think about things off the top of my head. So, if <laughs> what was Walt's last name? Yeah, <laughs> that, that well, basic. Kind of that. No. Maybe. No, but uh, wait, wait. So, are you going to ask us, or is Kevin just going to get them all and scream them out before <laughs> anybody else can answer? I will ask if anybody would like to take this one on, and then that one person can do it if okay. you'd like. Ooh, too much yeah. pressure. So, our first Sorry, question. <laughs> I think we should break up with the teams like Hollywood Game Night. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that show. Oh. Us versus them. <laughs> All right. Let's do the segment. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not that. Focus, Teresa. Focus. Okay. So the first one is, can you name the six lands in the Magic Kingdom? Teresa. Go ahead, Teresa. <laughs> You're so anxious to answer. Okay. Teenage Wasteland. Teenage <laughs> Wasteland. <laughs> Frontierland, Adventureland, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland. Oh. Main Street. Is that five? That is five. five. There's one more. There's one more. There's one more. Oh, Storybook no, Circus. No. Oh. Oh, you <gasps> I'm trying to help. The point goes to the other team. Okay. It's where's Haunted Mansion? Yeah, where's Haunted Mansion? Oh, shoot. Oh, um... I thought I said... Colonial Town. Colonial, Colonial Town. town. <laughs> spooky Town. It's in Spooky Town. <laughs> It's Liberty Square. Liberty I was Square. trying to tell her. I could hear, see it, but I couldn't say it. Now, the reason out the reason I, I kind of brought this up, because I, I wanted to see if there's any conversation that we well, could I think she about. said Toonland or something. Toonland? I said Spooky Town. No, you said Toonland initially, Story like was Town. your first Circus one. Or something like that. Storybook Circus. <laughs> I just wanted to see if, uh, what are your guys' uh, favorite lands at the Magic Kingdom? <laughs> and subsequently, you know, why do you... Why do you think that that is your favorite land at the Magic Kingdom? Why do I think it's my favorite? I can tell you my least. Tomorrowland. Okay. <gasps> oh, my. <laughs> I just i am not a fan of Tomorrowland at all. Yeah. Why? I don't like space. The final frontier. <laughs> I you know, I, honestly, I love Main Street. You know, that's, yeah. like, I, I mean, emotionally speaking, that's, you know, that's where you first go when you walk in the park. You see the castle. You know where you are. You have that emotional response. I have that emotional response. I think a lot of people do. Um, and, uh, you know, that's where I get upset when they start changing things. Exactly. When the bakery becomes a Starbucks. Um, I wouldn't have cared if they did it in Adventureland or Tomorrowland or anywhere else. I cared about them doing it on Main Street. So I guess I would have to say that, yeah, Main for me, Main Street. Okay, cool. I, I agree with you. It's the same for me, and that is kind of like the the holy area. Don't touch it. Don't yeah. touch it. Okay, so the next one. Uh, oh, sorry. The next one, as you can guess, Sean doesn't get to go. Did oh, you want to say something? Did you want to say something? Oh, did everyone else answer? Well, I, everyone but you. Oh God, where were you at? I don't know. I was sleeping. Um, I guess I'd have to say Main Street just because I work there. But deep down, Adventureland is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. So the next one is: Can you name the eleven countries in the World Showcase? Anybody? Go ahead, Teresa. Oh, look at me. I think Canada. it's more fun to see if she can do it. I like to go in order. Uh, Canada, UK, France, uh, Morocco, uh, Norway, China, Italy, Mexico, 
Germany. What's that? Germany. Germany. Yeah, we can't forget the Germans. Japan. Japan. Forgot them. The United um, States. And the United States. <laughs> His own home country. <laughs> Very good. Yes. I got eight out of the 11 that I, I would have gotten there. The only reason why I gave you that one is because you like skipped it. Yeah, he's right. he did. He yeah, going he's and you were doing him in order, and I didn't watch yeah. it. <laughs> I, I don't have as many brain cells now as I used to. So again, like, does anybody have a very specific reason why they have like a favorite country in the world showcase? I do. Mm-hmm. Mine's <laughs> Germany. Why? Because if you sit in Germany outside by the, the statue and the fountain, you don't see the ball. You don't see Spaceship Earth. You see water in front of you, but you don't really see any of anything else of Epcot. And it's kind of like it's the one place where you can't see any other reference. And I think that's kind of cool. Italy. Just, Italy for me. I love I love Italy. Um, first of all, it's some great, great colognes in that store. And uh, I love Tutto Italia. It's a great smoking area. <laughs> um, I just I, I love I love Italy. And I, and I love the uh, uh, the little wine cellar. Yeah. I uh, can't think of the name of it. Tutto Gusto. Tutto Gusto. Um, I think that's just, you know, for foodies in particular, I think that's a good, just a good spot. And for uh, smoking foodies, it's even better. It's too hard. I have a tie. What is <laughs> yeah. it? Um, France and the UK. Yeah, mine's the UK for um, sure. I love France. I love the little wine cellar back there in the shops. I love the movie. I could sit and watch it probably over and over forever. Um, the fountain, the restaurants, at the overall atmosphere. I also like the orange slush a whole bunch. <laughs> did you know that you could get a, a larger size now? No, I for, did not. All right, so for sixteen dollars, you can get either one of the lemon or the orange slush for double size. And this is with the Grand Marnier shot. Yeah, either Grand yeah. Marnier or the Grey Goose Citron. And then she pours like another shot on top of it in the bigger cup. Oh, I wow. swear she adds like another two shots of, of vodka to this thing. Well, wow. see me in Epcot again ever again. I'll probably be drunk. Yeah, <laughs> it's only sixteen dollars. So, but I love the UK. I love the band that plays back there the new band i forgot their name um the maze for the kids because they run and it's so much fun they have a great time and i love those shops i'm just a huge fan of the royal family and i was a big princess die fan i actually now own her scarf the memorial tartan scarf and it gave it to me for christmas oh wow Um, a big tea drinker so all of that stuff just speaks to me awesome i love canada because oh canada makes me cry every time i go in that little (laughs) it's just so moving with the sweeping lands coming around yeah Yeah. it is a nice video (laughs) I like the outpost. The outpost. <laughs> and it's cooler, well. so these hot flashes don't bother you. Anymore. I know. I just <laughs> need to go back to camp. Teresa's sitting here fanning herself. It's so hot in here. What do you do over there in the outpost, John? Do you play the drums? No, you know I like it? Because it gets wide. It yeah. gets wide. It gets wide over there. You know how you walk along, it's all really cramped, yeah. and it gets wide. <laughs> and I can pass people. Kevin's like, that's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and uh, one more I think we can do. Um, this one's a little uh, little weirder, but... Uh, well, I mean, it's the same thing, but uh, can you name the six areas in the Disney's Hollywood Studios? And would you have anything to say about it if you could? There are areas in Hollywood Studios. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like he lost me. <laughs> yep, that's Pixar one. Pixar Place, uh, there's uh, uh, Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Streets um, back there. Uh, Streets of America. Streets of America. Um, I didn't know they had names. Is there Hollywood Boulevard? There's Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood yeah. Boulevard. Ventura Boulevard. What's the Backstage. area over... Um, Echo Lake. Yeah, Echo that's Lake. with the dinosaur. Dinosaur Gertie's by Echo Lake, right? 
Animation yeah. courtyard yep. or something. Yep. And that's Ammunition Courtyard. Animation. Anim- yes, <laughs> that's where I like to reload. <laughs> this is for Ticonderoga. <laughs> so does anybody have a favorite area of Hollywood Studios that they like for yes, a particular the reason? Where they make the sandwich where they hollow out the middle of it and stick Echo a hot dog in it. <laughs> Good stuff. My absolute favorite area is uh, the animation courtyard, even though the animation attraction itself has changed over the years. I think um, that's one of those kind of things that you can you can take 30 minutes or so, especially if you want to do a drawing class, go over there. And I think it's something new that maybe a lot of people haven't done. So that's one of my favorite things. See, I, I got to be honest with you. Hollywood Studios is probably my least favorite park now. Really? Um, it's, there's just nothing there that really draws me to want to go there. Um, you know, that's how I feel about Animal Kingdom. It's, well, it's, at least with Animal Kingdom, you have... You have, you know, there are things to look at. I mean, you know, you can look at animals, you can see the landscaping, and it's kind of open and bigger, and you know, there it's 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 interesting. I just find Hollywood Studios to be small, cramped, crowded, um, full of a lot of stuff that I don't particularly feel like doing. I mean, if I had to narrow it down to one place, I'd say Pixar Place, but that's only because. You know, we've had we've done parties there that have been that have been amazing, and I think Toy Story Mania is a great ride. I'm not going to go out of my way to go deal with all the nonsense. And um, I cannot watch Indiana Jones stunt show one more time. I'm just so done. No, but <laughs> but Sunset Boulevard and Hollywood. I mean, it's also retroy, and I don't know. I just kind of. I mean, I don't, I don't like to go like and look at the building studios. So I just don't like. All that right, we need to wrap up. I have an emergency. Sure, absolutely. Sorry, guys. Uh, Thanks very much for being with us. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged.